Welcome to the Akiyama Brothers Song the Screen podcast, hosted by Mark and Landon Akiyama. In episode 27, Mark and Landon talk about what it takes to resurrect an old drum set to prepare for a new show, including a rundown of the parts of a drum, how different drum heads affect the sound, as well as how the overall drum set can be tailored to create a signature show sound. Find out more at AkiyamaMusic.com. Hi, Mark. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's a late night for me. Very late. I feel like a grandpa saying that. Ugh. Yeah. Nah. But at least I'm not wearing my grandpa cardigan. Yeah, every cardigan he has is a grandpa cardigan. That's just because they have like the little lapel that folds over the, 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 the cardigan to create that little lapel. I don't know why I have cardigans that only have that. They make you look old. Yeah, they, I, apparently they do. Yeah. Anyway, how are we talking about this? What the heck? That makes no sense. Okay. Yeah, so what's up? Uh well, nothing much. What's your week like? It was it was pretty busy. Um, how were the holidays? I yeah I don't know. You should know. You were there with me, so that's right. Well, we'll tell you guys. The holidays went pretty well for us. We mostly visited some friends, family. Uh, some family was in town, so we got to see them too. That was a lot of fun. Um, bunch of gift exchanges. I think what was the uh, what was the coolest thing you got, Mark? Probably something I bought myself. Not that the holidays are all about like what you get. <laughs> it's about, obviously it's about spending time with friends and family and your loved ones i bought a new toy for my camera so i'm really excited about that even though i have been too busy to try it out it's sitting in my living room i'm looking at it right now yeah he hasn't even, looking at it too he hasn't even used it yet i know yeah it's gonna take a minute to set up but once it's set up it'll be good yeah so i'm excited about that um it's like a gimbal for the camera we talk a lot about camera stuff on here, I realize. Yeah. Yeah. Is, isn't this a music podcast? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, today we're talking about something really cool, something kind of awesome and pretty much why I've been so busy. So I, I next couple of weeks, I'm going to be starting rehearsals for a show, a musical show. Uh, it's called Smokey Joe's Cafe, and I'm playing drum set for it. And I haven't really played drum set in maybe about a year for since my last show. Most of the shows in between, I've been doing keyboards and some small percussion stuff, but uh, this one's actually drum set. So I thought it'd be a good chance to um, up, uh, basically overhaul the whole drum set. Um, I took it took it out of the little corner that I have it in. I was looking at it, and some of the stuff is kind of rusted, which means Ooh, yeah, no. not good, not good at all. Um, but so I decided to wax everything and then um, replace all the drum heads, pretty much, because I haven't done that in a long time. So yeah, we're gonna talk about why I picked these drum heads, a little bit about the anatomy of a drum, how would the different hardware you have on it, and the what biology what. Yeah, of yeah, a yeah. drum. You're gonna get a science lesson on drum sets. <laughs> Funny story. I actually did a science fair project on drum sets that had to do with tuning the drums uh, through a very specific scientific way. I had a uh, a gauge and everything so you could get the tension just right. Is that how we'll be tuning the drums today? No, today I did it by ear because the science fair version has a whole apparatus you need to set the drum in and so I don't what, even know where that is anymore. What Mark's trying to say is that he has tuning a drum down to a science, but he doesn't use that. But now the science is built in me because I've done it so much. So oh, sh- it's innate now. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I just, now adding, I'm just add, adding to the fire. Yeah. But no, it's been, it's been, uh, it actually took a whole lot longer than I thought. So I've been doing that this whole week, taking all the drums apart and everything and basically fixing all the problems and trying to keep them main, maintained and 
updating the sound and replacing all the drum heads. So I'm really happy with how they sound right now. Some, some still need a little bit of work. So you'll actually get to, well, I'll take you through kind of what I do through this, this episode. Yeah. Good. Well, before we get into all that, let's talk about, uh, follow up. Yeah, Mark, do you want to talk about the moment lens? Yeah. Oh, were you waiting for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the moment ambassador program, if you haven't heard, but I'm sure you have because you're an avid listener and welcome back. Or if you're new uh, to the podcast, hello. Thank you for subscribing. And if you're if you're new, welcome. We're going to be talking about the biology of a, of drum. a drum. That sounds wow, quite wow, interesting. Wow. That's a bass guitar. Oh, it'd be but we don't use that joke because real drummers don't joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, you don't. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, the moment lens. Okay, so the moment ambassador program. Uh, we're still part of that. And they actually sent me an email talking about an updated policy, which I didn't read. So we'll get get to that later, I guess. But um, yeah, so the Moment Ambassador Program is the Moment Company makes lenses that attach directly to your smartphone. They have different cases that go for Androids or uh, iPhones and stuff, but that doesn't matter. So uh, they have different lenses like a wide angle lens, a telephoto lens for portraits, um, a superfish lens for like vlogging and stuff. Then they have like a cinematic lens that they just came out with an anamorphic one that squeezes a whole lot of picture in into your lens. Um, it's really cool. And you get really cool lens flares with it. So if you use our, our link in the description in the show notes, moment ambassador program link, uh, you'll save a little bit and a little bit goes back to help us. So if you're interested in taking better videos or better pictures with your iPhone, and maximizing what your iPhone can do, I would definitely check out these lenses. They're they're like the best I've ever used. Um, they're not like the clip-on kind. They're really good, and they feel really good. They're made really well. So, yeah, we use them all the time. So, yeah, definitely check them out. Moment. Clip-on lenses. Heck no, that's like clip-on ties. For- well, I had a clip-on lens once, and it, I never used it. I used it for one thing, I think, and I was like, I'm never using this again. Yeah, no, we're people that actually use real bow ties and real ties. I tie my own ties. I Thank can you. tie my own tie. No clip-ons here. I don't know how this came to clothing, but yeah. Anyway, what what's the next follow-up thing? Next follow-up. Oh, that's yours. You take it. The next follow-up thing is sponsorships. Well, particularly member sponsorships from Patreon members. So if you're interested in supporting the podcast, feel free. Mark and I always welcome it. We try to do our best to make being a member exciting. Yeah. So there's a, f- there's a few things that you can do based on the tier that you choose on how- however you want to support us. You could either get your name on the show notes or a shout out from Mark and I as a producer of the show. And one of my favorite ones actually is you could be an announcer. So you know how I always do that thing where I do the introduction of what the episode's about. Like, welcome to the Akiyama Brothers Song Screen Podcast hosted by Mark and Landon Akiyama. That could See, be you. you thought we hired somebody for that. No, we do that ourselves. No, we do do that We do ourselves. that in-house. But we're giving you the opportunity to do that if you become a Patreon member and select that announcer tier. But anyway, that's my favorite one. Yeah, it's a really cool chance to get you to become a part of the podcast, do the little intro, and um, yeah, be part of that specific episode. And they're different for each episode, as you know, so you'll have a signature intro that you can share with all your friends and be like, I made it on a podcast. How cool is that? That would be very cool. Yeah, especially if it's this one. Also, plus you get to chat with us for however long, so who wouldn't want that? Well, 
I can think of some people that off the top. I don't of my think head. I would want that. I don't know. They, <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. Everybody no, loves us. I could us. listen to myself talk for a while, so <laughs> I probably would do good. Like if I had a clone of me, we could talk for hours. That'd be good. Oh, I, I'd put the clone to work. I'd have him do all the drum set tuning and stuff while I go see movies and stuff. Basically, partying doesn't do any work. Yeah, dang. Oh, that reminds me of a movie. Did you see the Netflix one called uh, the original uh, Whatever Happened? No, not Whatever. It's What Happened to Monday. It's a Netflix original movie that came out where like there are seven, well, they're not clones, they're seven twins, but they live in a time in the future where you're only allowed to have one child and they have twins or seven sex tuplets, seven tuplet. What do you call that? Set, set you tuplet. You know this. Set tuplet. Eight is octo. Six is. Yeah. Set tuplet. So the, why are we talking about this now? I'm getting off on so many tangents. Anyway, it's a good movie. You should go watch it on Netflix. It's uh, what happened to Monday. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Seven is sep tuplets with a, like September oh. sep tuplets. Oh, so, okay, I was close. That's fine. Close enough. It's only radio. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just kidding. To bring this Thank back you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate every, everybody. Okay, anyway, yeah, what, what about the Patreon? I should probably let you talk. How, how do I bring this back? Anyway, thanks, Mark, for that wonderful tangent. If you do want to become a Patreon member, you can just click the link below that says support the podcast by becoming a Patreon member, exclamation mark. <laughs> Mark and I would really appreciate it. Patreon. Maybe we should add that as a cool transition. What do you think? That'd be fun. Next episode. If you like that idea, vote. Or if you like that idea, write in. Do the same. Do the same. Um, Patreon. Ready, go. Patreon. Member. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe now. Boom. I like it. Maybe we'll keep that. Okay. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll think about that. You let us know. Write us in. See if you like that. Anyway, um, is that it for the follow-up? Oh, no. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We That's did. it for the follow-up, but we have something else. We do have, we have a little additive. Uh, so, for the last episode, Mark and I talked about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Flip, flip. <laughs> kind of, You're doing it. Double tap to release. <laughs> me as the master. You as the pad one that can kind of do it, and me as the master that can still do it. Out of shape, Parker. Out of shape, Parker. I forget what he says, but yeah. I don't know, something like it's that. It's funny. So there was a part where Mark and I talked about what Sony did that was very unique to the Spider-Verse. And we got into into some confusion. Um, we realized that we it may have been confusing about how we talked about Sony making the previous Spider-Man reboots, like the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield canon. So, basically, by no means did we mean that the characters we meet in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse come from the previous Sony Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Um, so, each of these characters are unique in their own way. So, like, the the uh, the middle-aged Peter Parker that we meet is unique. The Chris Pines Peter Parker from, um, from Miles Morales' universe is unique. Miles Morales as a Spider-Man is unique in itself. Spider-Gwen is unique. Um, of course, those characters do come from actual comic books. Like, each character has their own storyline in the Spider-Verse in other comic books. And the Spider-Verse is an actual comic series, right? Yes, that's correct. It was, I mean, I think it was first conceived by Dan Slott, and he, he he's the one that um, created the first comic for Spider-Verse. Um, so... 
what we're trying to say is each of these characters are unique in their own way and that's basically one of the main themes throughout the movie like middle-aged spider-man says don't do it like me do it like you and then oh, okay <laughs> what's the point of bringing that up i don't know that was just one of the things from the trailer when i was reviewing this with great power comes don't you finish that sentence <laughs> anyway sony with that said sony did want to recognize the movies and reboots that came before spider-man into the spider-verse so they they added the elements from the previous spider-man films like the the elements um like spider-man stopping the subway train the from the Tobey Maguire movies. Also dancing in the street from the Tobey Maguire also, movies. Also, yes. <laughs> so they did it in a way that they were like kind of poking fun at themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So they, it's, this is my view, I, my opinion. I think they meant to do, they meant to recognize those to kind of bring those into the, into their versions of Spider-Man. No, it's just them paying homage to the previous ones. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's created. also, it's also kind of like recognizing what happened, what they did before and in doing so, and in doing it in the way that they did, like, let's go back to the beginning, and this is my story and my backstory. That's how they were kind of oh, poking yeah, yeah, fun yeah. at it. Because uh-huh. the joke is we've heard Spider-Man's backstory probably the most out of any superhero. The other, only other one would maybe be Batman. Yeah, and even even like how they narrated the backstory was very similar to the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi movies. And then each time that a new character did do their backstory, it kept getting cut shorter and shorter, and they were speeding through it even more throughout the movie. Yeah. Until, until like, when we're meeting... Miles is at the end, yeah. Right? Is that what you mean? Close. I was, I was going to talk about um, Spider-Noir, Spider-Pig, and Penny Parker. Oh, but even those were shorter. Those were, yeah, those were, like, the shortest. Um, that happened in, like, yeah, really, yeah. like, all three of them in, like, two minutes. Yeah, so there's a progression... Like, there, there was a progression where each each narration got shorter and shorter, and then Penny, um, Spider Ham, and uh, Spider Noir, theirs were very short, like the shortest. So, like the reboots, much of the material for Spider Man into the Spider Verse does come from the comics. Um, that's one of the things that Mark and I didn't we didn't want to confuse those, and somebody brought that to our attention that we might have made that a little bit more confusing than it. It should have been. That's just because Mark and I are terrible at explaining his stuff. <laughs> um, uh, that's not true. Thank <laughs> you for listening. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we really appreciate you writing in um, and giving us feedback yeah, on, keep on doing stuff. That. Yeah. We like, and, and by the way, whoever wrote in, thank you for sending us those links for the comics. Like I just got through, I just got through the Spider-Man, one of the Spider-Man comics. I'm starting on the Tony Stark one. Um, and I'm very excited to, to get through those and, and read more because I was thinking about going into Apple iBooks and purchasing comic books. But now that I have secret links to stuff, maybe I don't have to pay for that anymore. I'm not saying you should steal. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying enjoy the content that you have for as long as you have it. Because with great power comes great responsibility. Don't you finish that. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mark, let's get so into the episode. I think that about episode. wraps all that stuff up. That was a long follow-up, but it was important. So, are we, we ready to talk about drums? Yes. With a big bang boom, let's get into the drumming. Okay, anyway. The way I do drumming... Here we go. The way do I, I do beats is like... Uh, and three, two, one, transition, go! Yay! Okay. 
What are you saying about beats? Nothing. What do you want to talk about? You make beats with burps? No, I was going to say boots and cats. Boots and okay, cats we're done with that. Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. Okay, ignore that. Okay, turn, take out your ear pods for that. All right, put them back in. Here we go. So, wait, okay, what are we talking about? What's the question? My question was, what are we talking about? Okay, drum set. So, I haven't played drum set for a show in a while. So, he's a bit rusty. I've been doing a lot of Cajon stuff for um, these just concerts around town. Not really concerts. It's not like playing at bars and stuff. Um, but it's been a lot of fun, and I appreciated getting to play more live. Um, so, this one is actually really exciting because I'm going to be on stage for it again. Last time I was on stage drumming was for a show called Buddy Holly. And I actually had to play a character and do scenes and everything. It was super last minute and a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, you had lines for that. I had a lot of lines. You were an actual character. Yeah, I was a character. Yeah. How about that? But it was a cool because the character played drums. So yeah. So I mean, for this one, you're going to be just in the pit? In this one, I'm not in the pit. I'm on stage, but I'm just in the band. Yeah. So we have a bass player, guitarist, and me... And then a keyboardist, um, which we even haven't even had first rehearsal yet. I think it's going to happen this weekend. Um, and the show is called? So it's called Smokey Joe's Cafe. And it's a collection of the Lieber and Stoller songs. Um, so they've written a bunch of songs that other artists have also made famous. Uh, like Stand By Me is one of them. Trouble. Uh, there's a bunch of them. I just got the music. Trouble, 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 trouble. Um, do, 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 I don't know if it's do, that. Do, do. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, so then. I'm playing drums for it. Um. So yeah. Oh my gosh. As I was saying, my drum set hasn't been set up. So because I have all these keyboards around me right now for scoring and stuff. So I've been in scoring mode, and now I'm about to get into live performing mode again. So um, I brushed off the drum set, dusted it off. A lot of the rims and everything were very very rusty and kind of corroded we don't know what a rim is thank you i was about to explain it okay so let's start with that <laughs> parts of a drum um the anatomy so, of a drum okay i'm gonna just run down it real quick because it's a podcast and i know you can't really see it but i'll explain it as best i can so the, you got the big drum the one that your foot plays the kick drum that's the one big the one that goes doom 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 oh the one like, on the floor that you hear yeah yeah like if you're in, in a club heart. you're the one going boom mm, mm. Mm, that's the one that makes your head bounce it's on the strong beats right yeah or it feels like you're getting punched in the face yeah that's okay or you're having a mini heart attack (laughs) yeah so then you have the toms and those those go from high to low doom 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 you have the big one on the ground called a floor tom that one is um how big is mine mine's a 16 inch floor tom so 16 inch diameter so it's pretty big so that one it's tall also so that one rests on the floor then i'm I actually have a tom also that I'm not going to be using, but I have like three smaller toms. So I'm using two toms on the bass drum. That, uh, they're mounted on the bass drum. And then uh, you have the snare drum, which has... Uh, snare drum is the one that's usually on two and four. The doom... The cat is uh, your snare drum part. I uh, hope that hope that sounds fine. I <laughs> hope that makes sense. Uh, I'll play around the drums a little bit too later. Um, okay, so you got the snare drum, and that one's got like these springs that are stretched across the bottom head of that drum. Um, and when you hit it, it it adds that little crackle and the the snappiness like a snare drum. Also, think like uh, military march and snare drum. That's a snare drum too. Uh, just the drum set one's a lot shallower. Okay, so every drum has two heads. A top one, which you call the batter head, that's the one that you hit with the stick. Is and that because two heads are better than one? No, uh, kind of. 
I'll explain that in a second. I'll explain it. Oh my god. I can do that because I'm, I'm not get, a drummer. I'm gonna get sick of these jokes. <laughs> By the end of it, I'm gonna be like Spider Man, be like, Don't you dare finish that. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, two drum heads. The top one's called the batter head because you hit it with the stick and it's like you're holding a mini bat, and so you hit it. Bah. And then the bottom head's called the resonant head, and that's the one uh on the bottom of the drum, and it doesn't you don't hit it and it it adds more resonance to the drum and it makes it louder and then it also adds more tone and pitch to the drum. A lot of old drum sets used to only use one drum head and then the bottom was just open and you get a lot of attack sound with that but it doesn't ring very long and it sounds it can sound kind of dead and it also feels different when you play it. Like the stick doesn't the stick doesn't really bounce back up with you. Um so if you add the second head on the bottom, you get a lot more resonance, a lot more ringing, a lot more of this note, actual note being sustained instead of just getting the attack sound, the that kind of thing. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, so I thought it'd be fun. I don't know what I was thinking to replace all the drum heads, the top ones and the bottom ones. I was excited. And then halfway through, I was like, oh, man, my hands are getting real tired from this. Such an overachiever. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so first off, I... So all the rims on my drums are made of metal. They're cast and the that's what's rusting and the screws also were rusting. Uh, so I bought replacement screws to replace the really, really, really rusty ones. And then I waxed all the rims and all the, the hardware uh, that hold the rims onto the drum. So what happens is you have the drum head, the, the drum shell, right, Landon? Is that, should I talk about that? Yes. What is the shell? Okay, so the shell is basically the round part <laughs> of the drum. So the it's cylinder. like, yeah, I was just going to say a cylinder. Oh, yeah. yeah, get out of my head. Okay, so it's a cylinder. I think mine are made of maple and birch, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's some kind of laminate yeah. wood. Uh, it's a really, this is a 15-year-old drum set. I've had it for, I've had it since fifth grade, I think. Tangent time. All right, so I used to play piano since I was five, and I still play piano, and then my piano teacher quit. I was like, oh, no, I'm never going to find another piano teacher. So I switched to drums because I wanted to be in the marching band. So that was at grade five, and then I was in marching band and all that fun stuff. And then, yeah, went to college for percussion. So I kept drums up, still played piano. Um, So that was a little tangent. Here we go, back to drums. (laughs) What? Wow. You don't like my tangent? No. It was a great story. Jeez. Oh no, I'm never going to find another piano teacher. Thanks for narrating your backstory for us. I know, I'm in the Spider-Man mood where like, all right, let's bring it from the beginning one more time. Ba-doom. No? Okay. Damn, that didn't work. Okay, anyway, so my drum shells are made of, they're usually made of wood because wood's the most resonant and sounds really good. That's um, why a lot of other instruments are made out of wood. Yeah, which we won't get into. Uh, but your snare drum can actually be made of metal also. There's a there's a real the real thumper. Yeah, I, I see there's 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 probably some reason. Metal snare me. drums are way brighter and, yeah. and they they they're really sharp and they crack and I'm not like crack like bad crack. They like get that um So they're cool. Those are also usually deeper, they're taller. Um That's like a that's Well like actually a, not true. That's like a steel body guitar. Yeah, it's steel. a lot brighter sounding. That's like a steel body guitar. Yeah, that's a lot brighter sounding. Um, so anyway, so the so you have the shell, and then on top of the shell, you put the head, the drum head, and there's a metal ring on the drum head, and then you have the rim, 
that goes on top of the drum head and then that bolts to the bolts to the shell and then pulls the drum head and stretches it over the shell of the drum. So that's how you tune it. The tighter the tighter you uh, tighten the screws, the more the head gets stretched and the higher the pitch gets. And so since these all drums have, since all my drums have two heads, you have to tune them differently depending on what kind of sound you want and what you want the drum to do after you hit it. If you want it to ring long, if you want more of an attack, uh, like attack, I mean the stick hitting the head, like you can change how you hear that. So depending on how you tune it, if you tune the bottom head higher or lower than the top head, um, I'll get into that in a second. Um, so that all that can affect everything. So try, try, think of that with one drum, but I've got that with one, two, three, four, five. So I've got that with five drums. So a quintet. Yeah. So I have that with five drums. And then even if you hit one drum, the other drum's going to ring differently or because of what they call sympathetic vibrations. Isn't that a song? No, it's smooth vibrations. You're giving me excitations. Is it sympathetic? No, it's smooth vibrations. My bad. <laughs> sympathetic would be funny. Um, yeah, so that all changes the way you tune it. So what should I talk about next? Um. Oh, the brand. Okay, so the drum heads. How I picked, I picked new drum heads. Basically, I've replaced drum heads a few times. Um. I always try to pick different ones just to try and get a different sound that I'm going for. So for this show, it's set in like fifties eh, and sixties rock. So I want, I'm trying to get the drums to have a really fat and deep sound, especially on the toms. Like I want it to go doom, doom, instead of like doing, doing, doing. It's really great descriptive. I hope you're enjoying this. <laughs> I'm very descriptive. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to go for that sound, uh, especially with the snare drum too. I want like a nice, deep sounding snare drum, not just a high, high little tink sound. Um, yeah, so I picked, I picked drum heads that are going to hopefully not ring as long, because I don't want the drums to ring too long because I'm going to be mic'd and I'm going to be on stage. And last time I was on stage, they told me to use. Um, softer sticks but the problem with the softer sticks is they don't activate both heads of the drum so they sound really thin and kind of crappy really bad i hate playing with them like a power rangers thing activate activate both drums (laughs) anyway um yeah so yeah I, i picked okay so the brand i use is remo i've used a few evans before remo's the brand that makes the drum heads they're all synthetic heads um and they think they're made in the US. Um, but they have a ton of different models. So I was doing so much research and going through different ones and going to Guitar Center and testing them out and, and back and forth. So I finally landed on on ones. Um, and it's funny because not all the drums use the same ones. I picked different ones for specific reasons. So, so for the toms, the ones that um, don't have the springs on the bottom and the ones that just the they go get bigger and go lower in pitch the doom 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 the toms those guys that are usually around the drum around the bass drum um so i use for those i use what remo calls pinstripe clear and pinstripe coated and those have two layers of mylar plastic um and they're seven millimeters thick and then in between 
they put like what do they call it exactly oh i don't know they just say it's an overtone reducing agent applied between the two plies providing overtone control with increased attack which i don't really know if that works but um they actually sound really good and i'm i'm really in love with these pinstripe coated ones um so it's like you can kind of see the whatever they put between the heads because if you push the two push on the head you get like that weird rainbow look like oil is between like in a baggie or something (laughs) i can't explain it like if you push on the head you see a rainbow effect so that's whatever the agent is that's in between the heads that's supposed to help dampen the head so it doesn't ring too long so i got those for the top the batter head and then the bottom head also and coated means it's it's got that film on it right coated versus clear is the drum heads clear it's still two layers though and the coated one is like a it's like a a rough white coating so you can't see through it but it adds um it it plays a lot different than the clear ones the clear ones feel like when you hit it it feels like you're kind of hitting a soft or a hard a hard surface when you hit the coated ones um it feels more like uh sort of like a pillow like it feels not like a i don't know it's like a fluffy marshmallow it, also, it might just be the way it looks it looks like a marshmallow but you might be drumming wrong mark i don't yeah i could be drumming wrong i don't know but i really like the way that these coated ones feel um yeah so i picked those for the toms and then the snare drum i wanted to get a real deep fat kind of sound so i picked a drum head that is also coated the white white rough coating um and it's it's also two layers but it has an inlay ring under it on the inside of the drum to add more dampening so your snare drum doesn't ring too long um there's a lot a lot of stuff that goes into drum heads (laughs) but and then the floor tom the big floor tom i actually used the the two layered ones with the whatever oils in between it um, I used the clear one of that because, um, uh, I like the way that sounded better on the bigger drum than the coated one, because it feels more, uh, you get more attack with it. And a lot of times the bigger Tom is used to do a lot of cool rhythmic stuff. Like, um, here, I'll just play it like this. Yeah, so like the day, the Krupa kind of feel, like that kind of thing. Um, anyway, so I use that for that drum. And then the bass drum, I also switched those. So I put a coated one on the front. It has two layers also, and then also an inlay ring to help mute it. Um, the funny thing with the bass drums, a lot of people put pillows inside the bass drum <laughs> to help mute it and to give it a... So you are playing on pillows. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's where that came from. Yeah, so the pillow, it adds, it, if, okay, the bass drum, the big one, um, if you take the pillow out, it rings a lot, and it sounds kind of like, doing, 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 and it kind of changes pitch um, after you hit it, like a, you can hear it. When you add the pillow, it takes care of that, and you get a real solid, like, thump sound, which is kind of what I want for this, especially since I'm going to be on stage on a hard hard surface and I don't want it to ring cause problems with the microphones so I kept the pillow in there for that one but yeah that's a little rundown of the heads that I picked 
and kind of why basically to all that to try and get a deep a deep classic rock sound where the drums sound really beefy really fat yeah because the old heads i was using uh were more for jazz like really light light kind of playing and and not really a lot of hard hitting stuff so i'm hoping these ones do really well okay so after you pick the heads and you get a rundown of all the drum parts you the next thing is how to tune them okay there's like three different things you can either tune the top head lower than the bottom head it's going to give you that doom doom the really deep kind of that kind of hit um if the bottom head is lower than the top head which means it's looser there's less tension the head stretched less and the top head is higher um, stretch more so so this is the tom uh the bottom head this one and then the top head so the top head's higher so you get this so you get that the doom bum bottom top so the bottom head's lower so when you hit this one you get that kind of roll off uh, like the doom, doom. So it sounds like this. Yeah. And then, okay. So that, that is exactly what I'm going for. I want to try to get that kind of sound, um, so that they don't ring too much when they're on stage. Cause I don't want to cause problems with the microphones or have them tell me to play softer, which is always a problem for drummers. Um, so the other option is you can have the top head, looser um than the bottom head so if the bottom head's tighter and you tighten it up um so you're stretching the drum head even more on the bottom that gives you more attack so you hear a lot more of the stick hitting the hitting the actual drum head surface um so it's more articulate you can do kind of more fast moving stuff um which is not really what i need for this so i kind of stayed away from that um yeah so that actually here okay well that one sounds like this if right here this on my small tom the bottom head is tuned a lot higher than the top head yeah so when you hit this one um you get a lot more attack it also sounds good so i might leave this one not sure and then the third way is if you tune both heads to about the same pitch that one it's a little weird because i found that kind of if you have both of them tuned to the same pitch they kind of cancel each other out a little bit a negative and a negative yeah what do you call that it was a positive uh cross a, cross contamination no uh, there's an actual music term for that isn't there um i don't know but it feels polarize it well i mean if you have two two signals that are in the parallel or in the same uh, polar waves, they cancel each other out. Yeah, okay, sure, we'll go with that. Okay. Um, basically, when you hit it, if both heads are on the same pitch, it gives it a weird little like pop, like a poing, poing, poing. It sounds really, really hollow, and like there's no meat to the drum. It sounds, it sounds really weird. It sounds empty kind of like shallow sounding it's it's hard to explain um it doesn't sound good and it doesn't feel good to play in my opinion um so i i try to at least get the two heads to complement each other minor thirds sound pretty good if the if they're a minor third apart that actually ends up being pretty nice yeah you just said shallow and i thought of the uh the shallow 
from oh stars born song from a stars born oh yeah i'm in the deep end watches out diving i'll never be the oh what is it i'll never meet the ground just watch me tune this drum set on i don't know okay I don't want them to cancel out. Oh, there you go. All right. We got it. This is a good song idea. You're welcome. Anyway, so yeah, I try to stay away from that. Um, minor thirds kind of sound really good because the overtones, like the ringing after you hit the drum, they they mix really well when they do that. And you don't get weird, weird like pinging noises or weird like ringing overtones that are very distracting. Yeah, so I think. Oh, this one's actually a fourth part. Yeah, so if you do, if you, if they're, if they're different and they complement each other, then you have less problems with the, the ringing afterwards. So I don't know. Are you do? Should I go around it? I have a drum that I actually need to finish tuning up a little bit. Should I just kind of talk through the process of that? Yeah, I think you should. I want to hear it. You see, you would never know that drums need to be tuned. They're not just something you hit and quit. It's something that you hit and tune. <laughs> that was... That was <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, anyway. Yeah, and then the other thing is these heads will stretch since they're brand new. So I'm probably going to have to tune them a couple of times and make sure I have them right where they want them before they actually settle which is kind of annoying because I'm going to be moving around so much. Also, the temperature affects drums differently. So if it's real hot, the drum gets really high and really sharp because um, the head gets gets tighter also. Uh, it doesn't do that as much with plastic mylar drum heads, which is awesome. But since I still have, I'm playing on wood drums, it changes the pitch. Also, when they're cold, they get lower and looser also. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let me see. I'm going to do a quick, quick kind of demo because I have to tune up this one a little bit more. So I'm going to do talk, talk through it a little bit. So let's see right now. Um, I got the top head up. So the coated one facing up the one I'm going to hit with the stick. Um, so I'm using my finger right now and I'm tapping around the rim of where the bolts are. I'm tapping right in front of them because that way you can tell how tight they are because that you can hear the pitch change. So that one, you see the first one's lower, the second one's higher. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm going to keep going around. Yeah. Um, over, overall, I, th- I'm not, I don't really like where this drum is at right now. It doesn't feel the same as the smaller tom. The smaller tom feels perfect. It's like a little pillow I'm hitting it with a boo, a po, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm trying to get this one to feel like that. Uh, so let's see if I could do that. The top right now, the top head is higher than the bottom one. So here's the here's the bottom head, and then the top head. And so I'm gonna play around with that a little bit. I'm gonna. I think the top head's too tight because it feels like it doesn't feel loose enough. It feels like it's ringing a lot. So I'm gonna loosen it up to try and. Get rid of that a little bit. So basically, you take a drum key, and you go... I'm doing really, really small increments. So I'm loosening it a little bit. And when you're tuning a drum, um, it's good to go 
around, not all the way around clockwise, but you want to jump around from one bolt to the one that's across it to another one that's across it so that you like don't twist the drum. Cause if, so you kind of evenly loosen the, loosen the nuts. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just remember folks, lefty loosey, righty tighty. I say that all the time when I'm loosening screws. I have a few screws loose in my head. Don't we all? Okay, so I loosened it a little bit. For some reason, this one right here, I don't like how that sounds, that lug. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to loosen it a little bit more. So as you can tell, this is a real slow process. It's still, it's still higher and it sounds dead for some reason, like pong pong. It's really echoey, really like, ugh, I don't like it. That's the only one. What's going on? Yeah, okay. That one needs to go. The other thing is if something's really weird and I can't figure it out, I just take the whole head off and start over. Start from scratch. Because the thing is you want to try to start evenly and get the drum, get all the lugs like at least evenly tight and then use the drum key to finesse it. Oh, that actually sounds better. Okay, hang on. Okay, so that one, yeah, I kind of got that. Um, I like how that sounds a little bit better. Um, I might adjust the bottom head a little bit more, but that gives you a basic idea of kind of what you do. <laughs> it's really slow. So that was just one head. And you go back and forth to try to get it to get it to sound right and match match the sound that you're going for. Um, yeah, so it's kind of cool how you can change the way the drum sound, even the overall sound, um, based on how you tune all the heads of the drums. Cause then like, then later I'm going to check also if these toms, when I hit them, are they going to make the snare drum ring and vibrate, which is going to make the snares buzz. That's how like, it sounds like when you're not even playing the snare drum. That's bad. You don't want that, especially on stage when you're being mic'd, um, in front of a live audience, especially cause this audience is going to be really close. They're going to hear all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I'm trying to minimize that as much as possible. Um, which is also why I picked the double, double ply drum heads to try and reduce that a little bit. Um, I also ordered different snare drum springs, so those should be coming soon. So I'll put those on, um, they're supposed to be a little bit more responsive. So they they'll, um, you'll hear the snares like buzz even when you're playing really, really soft on the snare drum. So I'm hoping that that also reduces that. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. So for, like I said, what you do to the drums gives you, can give you wildly different sounds based on what you're going for. So for this one, I'm trying to get like classic rock drum sounds where everything's just like big solid hits, like doom, 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 that kind of stuff. And a real, real snappy kind of big fat sounding snare drum and a nice, nice thump for the kick drum. Um, not, not too boingy, not too, not too resonant, just a nice dry, like a nice kick, like you're tapping your chest. Yeah. 
So that's what I'm going for for this. Um, so far, I still got a lot of tuning to do. Really, really, I only like where the little tom is at right now. That one feels the best. So I'm trying to get all the other drums to match that. So it's going to take a little bit more work adjusting each head individually. What's that thing that Matthew McConaughey does in Wolf of Wall Street? Boom. Something like that. I, don't, I have no idea why he did that. It's so weird. But I like his Lincoln commercials. Yeah, he was really good in that movie, though. His Lincoln commercials are funny, too. Ellen DeGeneres did a thing, she, um, like making fun of it, or where she puts herself, like, see, or green screen herself in, in the, the back seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back I don't know seat. if you've seen that, but where she's, she's like, like, Why are you rubbing your fingers together? Did you touch something, some like peanut butter or something? Are you trying to get it off? She's like, Here, I have a wet wipe. Here you go. Oh my God, I love Ellen. <laughs> but it's her, her little things like that are so good the way they do it. It looks like she's actually sitting in the back seat. So she's a good team of people like working on those kind of spoofs. Yeah, good VFX. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. Anyway, um, so that's that's a quick rundown about basically what I've been doing my whole week. Um, tuning up drums, trying to get rid of the rust because rust is death, the enemy. I'm actually surprised I've, I've had these for 15 years, these drums, and I've never gotten a different drum set. It's pretty good. You know, next episode, maybe we'll go through changing the strings on a guitar. I'm sure that'd be easier. <laughs> That'll be like a five minute episode. That's so easy. All you do is take the old ones off, put the new ones on, and then yeah. tune them to the same note. At least you have a specific note. Drums, you're like, um, I don't know. This could be any note. Who knows? I got to let me just hit it again. Eh, that kind of sounds like somewhere in between a C and a D. I don't really know. Well, you can tune a guitar however you want. There's open tunings. There's drop D tunings. It's really up to you. Yeah, but do you have two drum heads interacting with each other that affect each other? No, I have six strings interacting with each other, affecting each other. Okay, yeah, but I got two drum heads on each drums and five drums. Actually, I think... That's ten different heads vibrating at the same time. Tuning a guitar is more akin to tuning a piano. Oh, because you got a set pitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Well, See, a, piano, a, p- a piano, you do kind of relational tuning, so you want each string to be in resonance with the strings around it. So in tune with the strings around it. So it's usually a piano string. It's not exactly on pitch. So well, it depends. There's different, different so like, schools of tuning. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, when you will, whatever. Yeah, that's, but that's, I know another, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah. The piano is really complicated because there's three strings for every note and they all, it's, yeah. So, yeah, well, it's, it's complicated. We'll yeah. talk about that maybe some. Actually, that's right. That reminds me. We did want to do a special episode. So if there's 88 keys, there's actually 264 strings. Yeah, it's crazy. And they get real fat, really, really heavy. And if they snap, they could really hurt. <laughs> Take your legs right off. Okay, we're not in a horror movie, but <laughs> I don't think... Mm, it might hurt, but I don't think your legs are going to get cut. Final Destination that. in the theater. <laughs> Final Destination, tuning the piano. The dangers of tuning a piano. Anyway, um, what, what was I talking about? I had something else I wanted to say. See, this is what happens when we go on too many tangents. Sorry. It's like Not tangent sorry. on tangent on inceptangent, intangent. That doesn't work. Anyway. A tangent with a tangent. I honestly don't remember what I was talking about. Okay, anyway, if you're in San Diego or the Southern California area, uh, my show goes up in about two weeks. So just follow my Instagram. I'll be posting about it so 
yeah, come see me. You'll actually get to see me play drums on stage, which is awesome. Just follow the gram, Mark underscore Akiyama. Yep, and Landon underscore Akiyama. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a little bit about drums because I realized unless you actually play drums, it's kind of complicated and there's a lot more to it than it looks like. So we thought we'd talk about that and a little bit about what we've been doing this week. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we might do more stuff like this. Um, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, oh, my gosh. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode. Um, just a little housekeeping for next episode. That will be our anniversary episode for the Song and Screen podcast. Yeah, we've been doing this for a year. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. I can. There's 27, 28 episodes to show it. Yeah. Um, we were actually talking about that the other day. We were like, what movies have were out last year? We're like, oh, we did episodes on all of them. So whatever we talked about on the podcast, that's what my hopefully is going to be nominated. Yeah, hopefully this our our year long catalog is a prediction for the Oscars for 2018. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun if we had an Oscars party, Oscars viewing party, Watch hosted party. by Song to Screen podcast. <gasps> yeah. There's an idea. Live stream it. Put it on the Patreon. Only live stream only for Patreon members. Oh, there's an idea. Oh, we're going to do that. All right. We might host a party then. We might host an Oscars party. Oh, that'd be sweet. Okay. Okay. We got a lot of cool ideas. Anyway, um, thank you again for listening to me tune some drums. (laughs) It's like watching paint dry. Actually, no, it's more interesting than that. So thank you very much. Yeah. Stick around for next episode. If you like what we do, like what Mark and I talk about, what the podcast is about, you can always... Become a Patreon member over at patreon.com. You can also follow the link in our show notes below. So that will allow you to become a producer of the show and you get special perks and everything. And you might even get to be our guest announcer for the next episode. That would be fun. Yes. And I would love to have a guest announcer because we haven't had one yet. So you should be the first one. Yeah. Nobody gets, not a lot of people get that title. First to be the announcer on the Song to Screen podcast. Yeah. Has to be earned. Earned. Nah. <laughs> I don't think you earned it. Actually, I get. I guess I haven't earned it because he doesn't let me do it ever. Anyway, so yeah, you get to do something I never get to do. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah. Anyway, like Mark said, if you want to keep up with him and his show, you can follow him on Instagram at Mark underscore Akiyama, and you can always follow me, Landon, at Landon underscore Akiyama for what I'm doing. Um. And for fun things about the podcast. Yeah, we always post stuff on there, so stick around, look at that. And if you're a listener, please write in whenever you want. We love it when you guys say hi and give us feedback on what you thought about the episode. Um, Even if you just want to, like, talk to us and geek out. um, I We love it. Yeah, thank you. I love geeking out about all this stuff, so please, your comments are welcomed. Yeah. So thank you again for listening. Uh, Check out AkiyamaMusic.com for more about our scoring business. And uh, thanks for listening. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Talk to you later.